Estimate Rocket Radio, podcast number 17. Success is, is all subjective, but once you clarify that, you, you bring a vehicle of business and, and have a shared vision around success, and then you incorporate strong sales systems and training and, and coaching, it starts to just open up everything. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. My name is Kathy. I'm a co-owner here at Estimate Rocket, and it's my pleasure to be your host. We could not be more excited than to have with us today Ryan Groth. Ryan is the Chief Sales Engineer and Coach at Sales Transformation Group, better known as STG. STG is a coaching company for growth-minded construction and service contractor companies. STG focuses on the ownership and executive teams to build a strong framework of scalable growth systems. Ryan, your background is so intriguing to me. You are a professional world-class athlete, having played for the Los Angeles Angels, but you also have done volunteering as a ministry leader. You're a professional athlete with a passion for serving others. Gosh, Ryan, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. Hi, Kathy. Great to be here with you. Ryan, let's tell our listeners about Sales Transformation Group. Let us know all about it and what you guys are doing there. Yeah, SCG is all about growth. Um, I think our next shirt for our client uh, sales team retreat is going to say growth is in our DNA. We just want to, you know, growth is just, it's, it's not uh, just about sales. It's about growing every area of your life. We believe that uh, the business of contracting in any, any business, the sales role and sales opportunity truly is a vehicle to help one achieve what they believe success is. So we help them. We really like to help with our clients identify what personal success looks like, what the company's success looks like, get to the heart and connect the mind and the heart to that so that there's a clear and shared vision and they start to realize and see that their their business is a machine that they can improve, right? To become a vehicle that'll help them get there more quickly, more enjoyably, more efficiently, um, delegate, have other people drive it here and again. And so they can take right. a break and relax. And so we enjoy uh, helping people truly grow. Uh, the, the environment that we believe is, is going to help you grow the most is sales because uh, there's a lot of uh, action, right? There's a lot of yeses and nos, and there's a lot of uh, emotion involved. There's a lot of uh, repetition. There's, um, you know, and so we believe that if we can unlock somebody's ability to grow more quickly within a sales environment, Therefore, their sales organization becomes more strong. That just unlocks more for the company to achieve, right? Whether it's reinvest back into marketing, into their team, into a leadership team, give back to their community, you know, buy an estate, whatever it is, right? So right. we just know that uh, success is, is all subjective. But once you clarify that, you, you bring a vehicle of business and, and have a shared vision around success. And then you incorporate strong sales systems and training and, and coaching it starts to just open up everything. And so we, we enjoy seeing people grow more importantly than more than anything. And uh, truly when that starts to happen and predictability and scalable systems are installed, 
um, you just start to live a life you, you just never really, you imagine, but you didn't really realize it's real. And so we're trying to do that ourselves and model it ourselves and, uh, and empower and equip and coach others to do the same. It's really interesting to me, Ryan, because as you mentioned, it's the people that bring the value to the organization. So in a large company, how do you bring all these diverse personalities on the same roadmap to achieve their goals? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it starts with the owner and their relationship either as the sales leader or with their sales leader. Mm-hmm. Um, most companies we work with don't have uh, a very proactive sales plan with, uh, with, with, with a tangible step-by-step approach to achieving that plan. So typically they're kind of reacting and they're doing okay, but they know they can be better. So what we do is we work with the leadership and we help them uh, focus on humble leadership and stripping their ego out of their, uh, their, their, their role. So I, I try to do that early and often and just kind of polarize and throw rocks at that enemy of the egotistical owner who needs to do everything themselves. And it's all about you. And I think that's just, we just want to completely remove that uh, toxic uh, mindset because that's when you start to see, and I might get a little descriptive here. Okay. So forgive me. <laughs> But um, most owners are doing what they're doing because they they had an unforeseen circumstance and they're younger or they just want control of their life. So they took matters in their own hands and they're growing their business and they have a business and it's cool. But what they kind of stop doing is they stop they stop really thinking outside themselves because they've been so concerned with themselves this whole time. They're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I'll get to do this. And nobody can do it like me. And I'm, I'm the guy. And and so they struggle to empower and delegate. So we want to strip that out because truly when, when an owner is trying to control their situation and do what they can, everybody becomes sometimes uh, a means to their end. And so they're not really treated as family and treated as trusted partners or more treated as uh, more than often than not, not, not everybody's like this, but kind of like, you know, um, they kind of, you know, use people, they don't treat salespeople as, as humans, they treat them or, or employees, they treat them as a, as parts of the, the machine that gets them to what they want. And so I really try to strip out the ego early and get them to see that working with us is not, it's not going to be just building your own little empire. It's going to be building a family. It's going to be building a great place to work. It's going to be investing into your people and growing the people that are under your, your leadership. And, um, I read a book and you mentioned ministry. So I'll talk about this really quick. I read a book recently called fathered by God by John Eldridge. And he talks about the six stages of the masculine journey. And I know this isn't specific in this context, talking about what we do to just Mm -hmm. men, but what I love about, he talks about is like the six stages. The first one's boyhood then he talks about the cowboy stage and then the warrior stage and then the lover stage and then the king stage and then the sage stage. And so as I think about a king, I think about they have a, uh, they're overseers, right? They have a, they right. have a little, right? they have a business, they have a family. And if you really want to see uh, the type of king, you know, somebody is just look at the people, right? Look at the people and right. see the look on their faces. If you want to see the kind of king somebody is, look at the spouse's face. Okay. Are they, are they happy? <laughs> So I, I think that like what we try to do is get in, in between the ears of some of these owners and get their uh, focus and their success kind of in a more holistic way. That's truly not just about them, but it's about those around them. And then of course they realize that doing that is what's more fulfilling and they end up having more personal uh, fulfillment anyway. And they make more money anyway, because they're, we're kind of 
moving them out of this um, place where they perhaps have done a lot themselves for a long time and versus building an awesome team with a shared vision and trusting and empowering, letting people fail and giving them the tools and knowing it's expensive to do training, but you know what? Like it's more expensive to not train them and they don't know how to do what they're doing and leave them alone. So they start to, they start to open up and hopefully they just, they get pretty addicted and excited about, about their people growing and investing into them versus doing it themselves. Exactly. You know, Ryan, you said something very interesting that you want to teach people to be humble, humble and honest, right? So leadership teams can absolutely live in a bubble. I've, I've owned a software company for 25 years, so I know that personally. Um, so how do you work with your, your customers and teams to show them the importance of the, of the culture, being humble, being honest? How do you get them all to almost feel this intuitively? Yeah, I don't want to tell them exactly how their culture needs to be, but I, I definitely in our program, we actually share our vision, mission, and core tenets and principles rather in in our actual course to them. So we kind of model because typically I think some people buy from us and work with us because they feel the energy, right? They want some of that, whatever that is. <laughs> exactly. So they're, like, you know, so they're like, they kind of are inspired by what we have, but then I'm like encouraging them, hey, make it yours as well. Mm-hmm. So humility is definitely in there. Like, you know, we read, I read uh, Pat Lencioni's book, The Ideal Team Player, five years ago. Uh, humble, hungry, smart, right? Humble, hungry, and smart. And so I think uh, those, are, those are important for us to, to model. So I think first off, we got to model it. Mm-hmm. And I think that based on the tonality and how I speak to people or the tonality of my, my program and the inclusivity and empowerment that's in the culture of the program starts to mm-hmm. seep into them. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the first thing I could do is just model it. And honestly, it's been a journey just being introspective, finding out why I'm doing certain things when big decisions are you know coming my way, what's my motivation. And so the more I trust that being servant oriented and thinking of my wife, my children, my, my team members first, mm-hmm. uh, the more I'm doing that, the more excited I'm seeing, you know, my, my life getting because I'm. Um, they feel safe. They feel, they feel cared for, you know, my wife and kids feel loved. I mean, I don't know if my, my, my teammates say I feel loved by you directly. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think they feel some degree cared of, for, of maybe is that, uh, is that a better word? What was the word? I said cared for. Yeah. Cared for. I think they feel yeah. thought of, right. Cared for. Right. And so I I'm hoping that's the case. Cause we're also pretty high performing too. Like we're pro athletes or former pro athletes, myself and my, 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 uh, number two. So we want to win. I mean, we don't like, we don't want to like, we don't like to lose. We're not, we're not layovers here. So we, we love to win. We love to grow, but doing it in a way that is, uh, is fun, inclusive and supportive is, is probably, probably one of the greatest things that we're proud to see we're demonstrating because that's hard to pull off, right? A winning team that people have individual desires and they're competing, but they're also supporting simultaneously. I mean, it's pretty tough to duplicate, but we're finding it's working. And I think that that kind of culture is, uh, is important. So humility is important and we have to just model that ourselves and face, mm-hmm. face those choices every day. But once you kind of make some big choices and commit to them, they, they start to just become pretty normal. So we're, uh, we're doing our best. Ryan, do you think your training as a professional athlete, you know, the mindset, the drive, the goals, has helped you as a senior consultant at the Sales Transformation Group? Certainly, yeah. I mean, just 
being, I came from being a walk on and I wasn't a highly touted prospect. It was, it wasn't until my junior year of high school where I started to actually get pretty committed and serious. I was before then doing a lot of different things and pretty distracted. So, yeah, I mean, once I got hold of a couple of things and I realized like I wanted to have a better, a future, uh, a good future, uh, do the best I can with, with what I have, mm-hmm. uh, I started to get inspired to, to put a lot of work in. And so there was a, you know, first off, when you start to look at professional athletes and you see them on their stage and their payroll and what they're making and their contracts, you realize they didn't just get there by, you know, waking up and being incredibly talented in and of itself, you know, at this level, you got to commit. So when I started to get surrounded by that type of commitment, um, I feel like I just started to get led more and more and inspired to do so. I saw the scripture, um, Proverbs thirteen four, I think. And he says, it says the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. And so I was like, well, that's pretty straightforward. It kind of <laughs> jumped off the page and I like, like that one too, Ryan. <laughs> like, okay, I'll be diligent. And if I'm diligent, I'll get what I want. And so clearly I, I, I wanted to play in the major leagues. I wasn't like a long-term major league player or anything, but the character traits that were developed in those stages of junior college and college and, and then getting scholarships and going to the weight room and working an extra job to pay for this, it just created a habit of, of energy of, of work ethic onto whatever success looks like. So as that evolves and as that changes, you can't really turn back the clock and, um, wish you did some, something differently because as difficult as it was in those moments, I'm now, I'm now grateful. I'm getting, I'm paying, I'm being rewarded, you know, on the back end. So I just took that same kind of focus and commitment that got me from a walk on to drafted, to, you know, division one to drafted to playing with a signing bonus to, uh, to business. And I think, uh, it took me a couple of years to navigate where I was going to land. And I, my parents didn't have a ton of entrepreneurial expertise and, and success. So I, I had the, I, I, essentially I found mentors that, uh, were brought my way that, I pursued once I realized that they were people I wanted to be around. And then they realized that I was, you know, relatively smart, you know, not the smartest. My wife doesn't think I'm the smartest person. She, she loves to crack jokes at me. She's like, you're not that bright. <laughs> She's great. I love her. She keeps me very humble. That's part of why. I'm As well. She so, should, right? Yeah, she, she's great at that. She's really good at that. <laughs> um, I love her. So, um, but no, she, uh, so going back, I, I, I started to do is just assemble some mentors and I could tell they're like, all right, this guy played pro pro sports and I could tell that he doesn't know business. And as soon as I started to get hungry, the mentors started to just invest and that's kind of where it, it took off. So I think that although I didn't play at the level that I was dreaming as a kid, what mm-hmm. happened was it became a stepping stone and created a, a, a desire to kind of live a great life, you know, have success and you've seen it firsthand, you touched it, felt it had a taste of it. And you're like, instead of your identity being so caught up in sports and baseball, which for me was about a six month struggle to like wiggle out of my identity being a baseball player. Now I'm like, no, I'm, I just happened to be what I did for that chapter, but who I am is not that. So now I can approach a new venture, uh, like, ba- like, like business, right. uh, with a new lens of like, Hey, this is just like baseball. Like it's a diff- it's just a different sport. And, and I just started to, I see and I teach business through a lens of sports because it's easy to understand. And, uh, 
yeah, so it's 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 a huge part of of our of our company culture and and our content. That's awesome. And Ryan, since we have so many customers in common, I wanted you to share with the listeners, what are some of the qualities of our customers? You know, frankly, I'm just going to say it. They are some of the top performing service contractors in the United States. So let's go down a list and let everyone know what these customers, their, the qualities and characteristics that they all share. There's a couple things that come to my mind. First off is knowing that they can't do it alone. They need help and it's easier for them to pay for knowledge and get mm-hmm. the support or the technology than to try to create it on their own or come up with it on their own. Like, so the best ones are, they're like, yeah, why would I need to reinvent the wheel when I got so-and-so who's already done that? And I could take that, put it into my machine, could take estimate rocket, put it into my machine. And they're just a sponge for best practices. So they're not afraid <laughs> to spend money. I mean, if they spent like, oh gosh, I spent 10, 15 K a year on knowledge that turns my business into an entirely different type of entity that I never would have on my own. It's like, it's a no brainer. So right. I think, I think that they just, I think that they just are uh, committed to themselves. They know that investing in their own knowledge and investing into the architecture of their business, whether it's technology and structure and whatever it is, it may be they they know that that's going to be the ROI is going to be there versus oh that's expensive it costs a lot no it's like our customers think ROI they're like what am i going to get in the back end for not just in 90 days but what is my business down the road going to actually look and feel like if i implement xyz so it's a no brainer i want to touch for a moment Ryan on disruption right disruption in the marketplace whether it be a pandemic or an economic downturn uh, share with us some pearls of wisdom that you gave to your customers, how you got them to move up by the bootstraps and just move forward as quickly as they possibly could, making money for their companies. Yeah, the first thing I did was to, uh, I just wanted to share with them, hey, everybody, you need to communicate to your entire audience that you have a hands-free process, right? So mm-hmm. even if you don't have it yet, just communicate it and then let's let's get that thing together now. And so what, what ended up happening was they ended up sharing that and then they just conducted more business as usual, but they were doing more virtual calls. And so they just kind of jumped into that, mm-hmm. uh, doing more zoom calls and Google meets, but mainly zoom. And really they didn't skip a beat. Like once they kind of, also what I did was I said, listen, there's going to be talent that frees up now too. So as you're building a sales organization, we're essential. Thank, right. thank the Lord. So we're essential and you're going to grow. And while other people are getting afraid, you're going to double down because our business isn't going to stop. And so with that came some companies just absolutely destroyed it. They did so well. And, um, some, some in the commercial where they had a lot of, uh, clients that did tenant, like had, had tenants that uh, weren't paying rent anymore because they, they weren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, that they did suffer a little bit, but then they just stayed the course and then the pipeline started heating it back up and some of those deals that just delayed a few months ended up coming back around. So what I did was I said, listen, we're going to get through this. This is the first time I did like a a Forrest Gump uh, clip that I found when um, Lieutenant Dan was like, uh, when the storm came, he's like, come on, God, we, you know, bring it on. It was like, (laughs) then they were like the only, uh, they're the only boat that made it through the storm and they had like a ton of shrimp. Right. Yeah. I was like, let's be Lieutenant Dan. Let's not be the, you know, 
let's be within a day and just take it on and say, let's go. There's opportunity here. So. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I have to say at Estimate Rocket, we had our customers remote estimating within hours. They were getting their estimates signed by their customers' fingertips on the smart pads. They were getting 25% deposits to get put on a future schedule in the, into their bank accounts. And what we also did was we took that time to get our customers in their teams uh, advanced educated. So they did educational webinars while they were um, experienced the ban and they were building up their future schedule. So by the time the ban actually lifted, we had advanced training on the crews and the teams and we had a full two to three month schedule um, on the books for our clients. So it actually worked out very well and there's not a lot of times when the crews and the teams can do advanced training in software. So we, we made lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> yeah, it's all about mindset and um, looking at the opportunity. There's always an opportunity in a situation and there's always a solution, you know, and I think that all the narratives out there just want to freak everybody out. And so stay calm and come up with a solution. There's always a way. Hey, Ryan, before we wrap this up and say goodbye, I want to let you know it's been absolutely fantastic listening to your words of wisdom today. I hope all of our Estimate Rocket customers and listeners will reach out to you. Would you like to share your website address, your email address, so that people can reach out, ask you questions, and even book a consultation with you? Sure. Yeah, so our website is salestransformationgroup.com. It's a little bit of a mouthful. But uh, it's a, uh, but we, so it's salestransformationgroup.com. And my email address is rgroth at salestransformationgroup.com. Ryan, that's fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we close? Yeah, I'll say this. Um, you know, I work with a lot of companies who have multi generational, you know, desires, right, with the ownership and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I'm at a stage now where I'm really proactively in this, I'm in the heat of it. I've, I just had my fourth child, been married nine years. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, nobody regrets saying I spent too much time with my kids. Right. Nobody regrets that. So right. if you guys are an owner of a company and you're married and you have children, um, don't worry about the business as much as you worry about your kids, your kids are, your kids need you more than your business does. And it's going to make it, you're not going to, your, your doors won't close and you won't lose money. Um, delegate, get help, assemble some things and enjoy your family, you know, and that's something that I'm, I'm really aiming to be more and more diligent with is, uh, you know, you could start another business next week if you drop, failed this one and you could probably make it grow faster because of all the lessons you learned, but you can't, you know, have your children over again. Right. So right. if I can leave you with anything, um, kids are, you know, kids and your, your family's is, uh, needs more energy from you than anything. I've seen, I've seen a lot of these really successful and quote unquote business owners. Uh, unfortunately we're a divorce statistic or their kids are unhealthy and they're not productive and it, it, uh, it affects, it affects everything. And if you look at what success looks like, just keep your family as the top of that list and everything will be all right. You know, that's so true. Well said, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really and truly appreciate it. And I personally can't wait to talk to you again. 
Thank you so much, Ryan, and have a great day. Thanks, Kathy. You too. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com.